Prophetic Healing and Miracles Night. Ministry of Fire invites you to He is God, Holy Spirit Power Program. Do you need prayer, healing, or deliverance? Know that God's healing power and healing virtue is touching you today. God wants to take your pain and turn it into joy, your sorrow into success. Turn your tragedy into a triumph. God is bringing a turnaround in your life. He is breaking the darkness and bringing you into God's marvelous light. Your miracle is waiting for you. Super not. 
glory fall on our lives thank you for the worshiping anointing that you have released where we can come and worship you where we can get lost in your presence when time is not important. To you be the glory. Lord, I just thank you tonight for those connections that you have sent into this ministry so we can fulfill this mandate. Lord, sometimes you will take someone out of our lives because their time is up. You always do things because you love us. But sometimes it's hard to understand. Everything was okay, and all of the sudden, we see someone that is not responding the same way. And Lord, we need to we need to be healed in that area. We need to be healed, Lord, when things like this happen. I, I just can't. We need healing. We need healing. We need healing. I'm the first one that need to be healed. Make me whole, Father, for your kingdom's sake. Crucify our flesh. We surrender to you tonight. If there is anyone that has been going through a difficult time, I just want you to know that we are all in the same boat. Don't you ever feel that it is because God has forgotten you, but it is because the enemy wants to stop God the enemy wants you to produce for the kingdom of God. But like I said last week, it is God the one that decides who stays and who goes. There is no one else 
that has the power to decide that. Even though sometimes we see so much devastation, so many deaths, and we might wonder why? Why? You know, God doesn't have to tell us why. We just want it. Every time things like that happen, to just start praising God. Glorifying His name. And don't... I don't care if God never tells me anything about why. Because we need to trust Him. And this is the time and this is the season to trust Him. This is the time for you to trust God with your family. This is the time for you to trust God with your job. This is the time for you to trust God completely. It's not easy. But we don't have no choice. Even as I go through putting together this project on behalf of God, I am learning so much. And I'm learning to kill my flesh every single day. When I wonder why is it taking so long? How come this went this way and not that way? My flesh wants to come alive. And that's when we have to say, no, I'm going to trust God. It's not my project. It is his project. But again, it's not easy at all. But it is possible because we love God enough to trust him with all our being. And I just want right there what you are. To talk to him quietly. Open your heart to him. Don't feel bad because Maybe you shouldn't be saying that, no. The only person that we can open our heart and tell the truth is to him. When I lose it, when I get discouraged, when I want to run away, when I want to quit, when I don't know which way to go. He's always there. And one thing that I'm learning, it is that 
just because you are anointed for a task doesn't mean that that anointing stays with you. It's in you. But it does not. And I, I, let me give you an example. I remember Pastor Benny saying, he will touch anybody, anyone would come close to him and uh, they will fall under the power of God. So people will ask him, what about when you're home? What about when you just want to give your wife the keys? Remember that God is the God of order. And because God is the God of order, that anointing is there, but it will be used as the Lord wills. So there will be times that we will say, I can't. I want to run away. And I'm going to tell you this from my heart from me being alone with God all this time. I learn every day that if he does not hold me, I will fall. That he is bringing each one of us to a codependency. We need to learn to depend on God like never before, and that's where I am now. I have always depended on him, depended on him. But now it's a whole new level. And I'm telling you, this is for you that you're listening. Listen. We are in the last days. And we're going to have to depend and surrender to God if we want to make it. Not because you said, I love God, it's going to be okay for you. Not because you give tithe offerings or you go to church every Sunday, it's not going to be. It's more than that. It's beyond something that I myself can say, I cannot even explain it. We have said in the past that we depend on God. But honestly, we didn't. And if we did, it's from one to 10. Maybe we started in one, then two, then three. And probably most of us got stuck in four. But we need to get to 10 because of what is ahead. Tell him everything. I do. Even though sometimes I have to go and, and ask him to forgive me. And probably he said, you don't need to ask me to forgive you because I'm your father. I know everything. I know your thoughts before you think them. So I want to encourage you. It's not easy. This journey it's not easy.
if you want to be anointed for God, it's going to cost you everything. It's going to cost your husband, wife, children, family, job. It's going to cost everything. But never, ever feel afraid to open your heart to the only true God that exists. Because he's searching for those He just told me to tell you that he's searching for those that are going to come as they are, desiring to become just like him. If we are a child of God, we must be like him. We shall represent him. We will have different characteristics of him in us. And that's what he's looking. And he says to you tonight, don't be afraid to come. I feel that some of you sometimes feel that I can't ask God that. But he's asking you, come. Come as you are. Never be afraid to tell God how you feel. Because he already knows. So just come. Share your heart. He has been a father. He has been a husband. And now we need to grow into becoming and seeing him our husband because he is coming for his bride. And I know that's hard to identify for many reasons. But if God give you the revelation of what a husband is, it's nothing like you know or I know. He's coming for the bride. So we need to be prepared. We need to tell him everything. Never doubt. If we don't get to a supernatural discernment that we receive from God, if we don't get that supernatural wisdom from God, if we don't get that love, that is a supernatural love that comes from God, we're going to be in trouble. As I was preparing 
one of the things that several things the Lord reminded me from the last class about the anointing. We're going to talk about the anointing for the last days. One of the things that the Lord put in my heart, it is that we need to remember that we are his. That we don't belong to self. That when we allowed God to take over our lives, God, we're giving God the opportunity to do as he pleases with us. But when we decide to do what we decide to do, then there is a problem. Because, thank you, Holy Spirit, one of the things that is, is in the Bible and it's going to happen to us, it is that confusion is going to get in our minds. When we disobey God, last week I talked to you about a mighty man of God, William Braham. And what did he do at the end? He got into error because he disobeyed God. A man of God that God used to heal so many people. And just because he did not want to be a prophet, but he wanted to be a teacher and God called him to be a healer and a prophet. He continued to teach instead of, and I want you to see it like this because there is someone that I know that is in a situation similar like this, than this, okay? So imagine you, that you have a church and God has called you to be a prophet and with a healing anointing in your life and you have a church and you never prophesy. Think about it. And you might ask yourself, so why is it so important that he prophesies? Because in Amos 3, 7, God says that the Lord God will do nothing, but he reveals his secret unto his servants, the prophets. So the one that is suffering it is the congregation. Because these people that are sitting under him and, and uh, with this man of God, what was the problem? He didn't want to be a healer or a prophet. He just wanted to teach. And years after years, he did what he wanted. And many people, in spite of him, listen to this, in spite of his disobedience, God continued to use him for his glory. And many, 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 many thousands and thousands of people were healed. 
but one day everything exploded. I don't like to talk negative about anybody, so I'm just going to leave it like that. If I do it, if God tells me that I am a prophet and that there is a healing anointing in my life, that's my job, that's my calling, and I have to respect what God chose for me. Why do you want to be anointed if you're going to do what you want? God did not continue using him to heal the people because of him, but because the people needed healing and God loves the people. No matter what, God calls you or me to do on this earth. It will bear no fruit unless we abide in him. We must lay down our flesh and put on the armor of God. The Bible says that the anointing break the yoke. Many of us are yoked to something. It could be a job. It could be a family person, husband, wife. So the only one that is going to break that yoke that you, we have is the anointing. The only person that you want to be yoked to, it is God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you something that happened to me a couple of years back. A man of God that I know he's a man of God. Okay? I'm not questioning that. He said something about me being yoked yoke to him. Since those words came out, because the only thing that came out of my mind and my heart was that I only want to be yoke, yoke to God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So it was like a red flag to me. Was he right or wrong? I don't know. I'm just saying how I felt. So because that's the way I felt, I want you to know that the only person that you need to be yoked to is to God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. When we are yoked to God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, we don't need to worry about anything. When that anointing, when God deposits anointing in your life, remember we said uh, last Friday that the anointing is always represented by oil. 
when that anointing come on you, you change. That anointing will heal you. It will give you joy. Miracles. In your life, in your family, everything changes around you. And you said, so you said that you were going to talk about the last day anointing. Yes. And the Lord instructed me that before I talk about the last day anointing, because that's going to take a while because he wants us to understand so we don't make mistakes. He says, I want you to build a good foundation. And that's why I'm going one step at a time, because we're not in a hurry. We need to know what's going to happen in the last day. So we will not commit a sin, calling something that is holy, unholy. So we know that the, what the Bible says. And if you, we know everything is in the word of God. Everything is in the word of God. I have two questions from the Lord. Are you thirsty for the fullness of God? Are you thirsty for the fullness of God? And the second one is, are you willing to leave everything behind? Everything, everything. And when I say everything, it's everything behind. to pay the price and serve the mighty God. Are you willing? Are you willing to leave everything behind? Listen, this is a process, okay? When the Lord released me from my full-time job, It is a process. I could have said no. How am I going to pay for the house? How can I? Because we can find excuses. The Bible says that no one is worthy. No one is worthy of God that is not willing to leave mother, father, sister, brother, husband, job, this and that. You know that. No one is worthy of him that is not willing to leave everything behind. Because the anointing and to serve God, it will cost you everything. The anointing will cost you everything and i'm here to tell you 
that you will never, 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 never will lack anything. When you say yes to God, and when you choose to obey him, no matter what he tells you to do, you never give an excuse. You will never, ever lack anything. You said, oh, but I was making uh, um, $150,000 and now I'm making, you will never remember this. I am a living testimony of that. Never, you will never lack anything. I, we don't ask for money. And the money that comes into the ministry is for the ministry to do what God has called to feed the, the, to feed the hungry, to close the naked. I personally have never lacked anything. I have abundance because of God. So don't you ever worry about giving, doing that step of faith. Because he will never, ever let you be hungry. He is faithful and he's an awesome, awesome God. We're going to go and uh, into the last day anointing. I'm going to read out of Malachi 3, 2, 4. You see, because everything that I'm going to tell you now, it's, it's in the book. So it's not because, a, um, um, you know, I, I, I took this from somewhere else. No. Malachi 3, 2, and 3. It says, but who can endure? the day of his coming? That's a question. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like launderer's soap. He will sit as the refiner and a purifier of silver. He will, he will purify his sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. And they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. But who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears something to think about it and i pray that as i present the rest of the teaching that you will understand that the bible malachi a prophet he's saying who who's gonna be there 
they're going to be different miracles and anointing that God is going to release in the lives of those that has been chosen. I, I'm, I want you to know that not everybody is going to be doing the work in the last days. God has chosen whoever it is. I might have done here on earth until God calls me home. And I might not be there doing whatever I need to do or whatever needs to be done. So this is what something that I want you to understand. The things that God is going to do in the last day. Okay. One of the things that God is going to give us is the power to stand before kings and cause nations to tremble. I'm going to say that again, and I'm going to give you the um, Bible verses that you can go read. Okay. It's a power to stand before kings. And I want you to read at home 1 Kings 18, 8 to 19. That's the encounter between King Ahab and Prophet Elijah. And also you're going to read 1 Kings 21, 17, 26. That is when Queen Jezebel put a prize on Elijah's head. Okay. Elijah was equipped and prepared to stand before kings. And what happened? That one prophetic word from the Lord, okay, one, only one, not 20, but one, to King Ahab to rebuke him. That brought the king to his knees in fear. One word from Elijah. I just want you to process that. Many times, and, and I'm gonna put myself there, if the Lord give us a word to go and speak to the head of state, what will be our response? Oh, but do you know that they might put me in jail? But you know that, uh, what about they laugh at me? But you know, but you know, but you know, we will always have an excuse. Okay. But when we get that anointing, that is going to be a specific anointing for people to stand before kings, we will not doubt, but we will do it. That anointing that God is going to give us in the last day is, is going to be poor on us. We will become bold and strong. And I want you to understand that. We will become bold and strong. I'm telling you, that will be the only way that we can do whatever we need to do, whoever is going to do that, because in the natural, you can, you can. And let me, let me give you a, a, a little bit of information in the word of God. Um, 
So of people that stood before kings. And, and um, I remember one of the countries that uh, the Lord allowed me to visit. I was able to go to the head of state and pray for them and prophesy the word of the Lord and declare for that country things that God wanted to happen. But I didn't realize what I have done until I came out of it. Because one thing I want you to know is that God put you in a situation that you don't realize what you're doing until you come out of it. Why? Because God knows us and God wants us not to be afraid, but to do what God wants us to do. And then after that, you go to bed that night and you say, what? That I spoke to so-and-so? You see, and that is God. That is the power that he's going to give people to stand before kings. Joseph, these are example of people in the word of God. Joseph stood before Pharaoh. Daniel stood before Nabucodonosor. John the Baptist boldly rebuked the king and the queen, Herod and Herodias, the wife. Apostle Paul stood before Felix. A governor and Festus, governor of Judea and King Agrippa. Those are people that God prepared and equipped to do that. If not, listen, I don't care who you are. We will not be able to do it. We cannot do it. It has to be something that is supernatural. This is one of them. Okay. This is one of the last days anointing. But let me uh, share this with you together with the two witness. The last days prophetic company. I'm going to say that again together with the two witnesses, the last day's prophetic company will receive power to stand boldly and fearlessly before kings and rulers and speak the word of God for their nations and declare the worship of the true living God. Revelations 14, 6 and 7. Together with the two witnesses, the last day prophetic company. Can you imagine how important the prophet is? And I always wonder, Lord, so what happened when 
uh, we go to churches, which I did for so many years, that there was not a prophet. How do I know what's going to happen unless God tells the servants the prophet? So the last day prophetic movement is so important. That's why, you know, we see so many things happening in the prophetic because God, the prophetic belongs belong to God. So he's going to clean up and straight everybody out and take care of everything. Why? Because he needs people of a pure heart that have a circumcised heart that are willing to die to self, that are willing to do whatever it takes to bring the word of the Lord to a leader, to whoever God sends us. One thing we need to remember, and I'll say this, I might be wrong, but I'll say this, the people that God is going to choose is not because these people are perfect. It's not because these people pray 24 seven. You know, it's not because are the people that the crowd is applauding today. No, mm -mm. it's whomever he chooses. And I'm going to tell you, we might be very surprised. That's why a couple of weeks ago, God told me to tell everyone to be careful with the spirit of jealousy. Because if God chose Peter, but he does, uh, he does, uh, he chose not to choose um, Paul, they're going to be a problem with jealousy and God is saying be careful be careful where the transfer of wealth which is not for everybody it is for those that God choose there's going to be a lot of jealousy you see everything that is happening today I heard someone say something and I stay with me you see all this uh, transition that the world is gonna go through, it's not for us. We don't need to worry about anything. We just need to obey God. And when he said, plant uh, corn, uh, corn, plant corn, you plant corn. But it's not for us. We're not gonna be touched by everything that is gonna be happening outside. Because if you're sold out to God, and you have been obedient, it's not going to touch us. We don't need to worry about how God is going to feed us, but we need to hear 
what he's saying and obey him. If he's saying now uh, buy uh, some land and, and plant food, you're going to go buy a land and plant the food. And don't think that it's for you. It's for those that God is going to send for you to minister to and win them for the kingdom. You'll be surprised that we don't need that much food to live on in a day. That's why in America we're overweight because we eat more than we need to eat. So my question is, are you prepared? The last generation must have these qualities. People who are selfless. In other words, you don't care if it is a small ministry or a big ministry. You don't care how big the task is or how small it is. You are there to do it because you see God is watching and that is the people that God is going to look for. The nameless and the faceless. People who are selfless don't care about anything but just doing whatever God tells them to do. They're there to lift up one another. They're not looking at quantity, but they're looking at quality. They don't think that they're better than anybody else. They see themselves as a servant unto God. The Holy Spirit is doing now. So if you've been going through a difficult time or, or a painful situation, God is pruning, God is refining, and God is purifying us. I'm going to say that again. The Lord, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is doing a work of pruning, refining, and purifying us. Many believers, they have been very successful trying to camouflage who they are. But God knows who they are. Externally, they can speak well. They wear nice robes. Maybe those are the ones that talk about everybody else. Maybe those are the ones that wear the long skirt. They don't cut their hair. 
they don't wear any kind of makeup or jewelry. But behind all of that, God has seen that they are pretentious, liars, and cheaters. Remember, we can't fool God in 1 Samuel 16, 7. We can't. God has always manifest his power. And I'm going to give you some examples of the manifestation so you can study and read at home of God's power. Maybe we can say something like, did God know that if he anointed that pastor, he was going to become prideful? Of course God knew. Because God knows everything. So there have always been manifestations of God's power. And I'm going to give you so you can read it at home. Uh, Exodus 19, 16 through 18. Mani that's the manifestations of God's power at Manifestation of God's power at Jerusalem. Acts 2, 1, 4. Manifestations of God's power through Elijah. 1 Kings 19, 8 to 12. Manifestation of his power through Ezekiel. Ezekiel 1, 4. God has always done the same thing. He has sent the power and we have misused it. We talk about standing before kings, okay? And this is going to be the ability, the anointing that God is going to give us to stand before kings. Now we're going to study Standing, not standing, but we're going to study. God will give us power over nature. Okay. In other words, the power that God is going to give us is the power over nature. Let me say this, what it came to my mind. If God is giving us power over nature, that we will have the power to command whatever it is and it have to obey. Think about this one. Does that mean that the weather and nature is going to be so problematic that we are going to have to use our power or God's power in us to tell the rain to stop 
do you think it is possible? Because this came to my mind. He's not given us this power just because. He's given us this power because we're going to need it. And God is giving us the power that we're going to have to say, stop, wind, stop. And the wind is going to stop. Maybe we need to alter the course of nature. The weather patterns that you know that they're going crazy and it's going to get worse. We're going to have to say stop and they're going to have to obey. And I want you to know this is not going to be anybody else but you and me doing it. Those that God has chosen. So get used to know that we need to put in practice. Because we need to believe. The prophetic is going to be so important because as I said last week, the prophetic is going to be the key for everything that is about to happen. We're going to talk a little bit about Prophet Moses. He commanded the frogs to come out of their dwelling place in the waters to the dwelling places of the Egyptians. Exodus 8.36. I want you to, I want you to see this. As I mentioned all of this, I want you to see do, you yourself doing this. Prophet Moses, he had to deal with the swarms of flies. He had to deal with thunder and hail and fire. He commanded, as directed, the east wind to bring swarms of grievous and locusts upon all Egypt. He commanded darkness over the whole land. Can you see yourself doing this? Can you see yourself? And I'm asking myself, can I see myself doing this? I don't think that we're going to have any other choice. We're going to find ourselves in a situation that we're going to have to speak and believe. And it shall be done. Then we can talk about Prophet Elijah. The little problems that he had with Queen Jezebel, Queen Jesse. Elijah commanded the clouds to withhold rain for three years. Can you see yourself doing that? 
He commanded fire to come down from heaven. I hope that you close your eyes and see yourself because you won't have no choice. If you want to survive, we're going to have to speak. If we want to survive, we're going to have to, to, to obey God. God is going to give us the power, but it is up to us to use it. He commanded the weather to change and pray down rains after three and a half years. Can you see yourself doing that? Now let's talk about Prophet Joshua. Prophet Joshua commanded the sun and the moon to stand still in the sky for about a whole day. Think about it. I don't want to go through this fast because I need all of us to see ourselves doing something like that. Prophet Joshua didn't have no choice but to obey. Can you imagine telling the sun and the moon to stand still? The sun, listen to this, is 150 million kilometers away from us. The moon is 384 million kilometers. And just, can you imagine there, that is so far? It's so, 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 so far, but they listen and they obey. Can you see yourself doing that? What about Prophetess Deborah? She had to do whatever she had to do and speak. In Judges 5.21, a cloud burst is a sudden violent rainstorm sometimes accompanied by hail and thunder. What about the, the Lord Jesus? The Lord Jesus commanded a great storm to be still and it obeyed. What about the two, our two brothers, the two witnesses? They will command and shut heaven so that it will not rain. In all of that, there was one reason. And it was to brought under control and bring deliverance to God's people. He didn't do it because he wanted uh, me to say, oh, look at what I can do. 
look, 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 look what I can do. No, it was because the people. The prophet Elijah commanded the skies to hold back rain. Not just for one day, not for two, not for three, not for four, for three and a half long years. He exercised absolute power over nature when he said, it will only rain at my command, and that is my word. Can you do that? One thing that you need to remember that it's not you. What you're doing is you touching and agreeing. Touching and agreeing. In other words, you are believing that God has put that anointing in you. And because you believe, because you believe with all your heart, it's going to happen. God can anoint you. But if you choose not to pray, and act on that anointing that God has put in your life, you will never accomplish anything for God. Because it is God or the anointing and God in you, but there is a second part. That is you believing and acting on what you believe is true. And unless you believe it is the truth. And, and one thing that I learned, and, and I'll, I'm going to share this, as I have traveled, one of the things that I have learned is that you don't feel like praying, like you don't feel like, like you Superman. It's just something that comes inside of you for you to do it. And then all of the sudden, you see the miracle because somebody else is going to tell you. But you cannot say, I don't feel it. I'm waiting to feel it because that is not God. We don't go by feeling anything, but we go by the word of God. God said it, I believe it, and I act on it. And then you will see many people's lives change and transform. Okay. Another uh, one of the things that I know all of you are going to be very happy is that God is going to give us the power to shame God's enemies and to glorify God's name. The power to shame 
God's enemies and glorify God's name. What does that mean? Let's say you're confronted by the enemy. How do we know who is right or wrong? At that moment, that power that is that rests within you, okay, will do a miracle to shame that enemy so that uh, the name of Jesus, it will be glorified. I'm going to say that again. Power to shame God's enemies and to glorify God's name. And we know, we know, we know who's of God and who is not. And I'll go to the prophet Moses. Remember? He, he, uh, the people around him were ashamed because he turns his rod into a what? Into a serpent. Think about it. You will be like, what? I mean, people that don't believe in God and people that don't have any knowledge of who God is, they're going to be, I mean, stone. I mean, they can even move. Okay? But it is your job to glorify the name of Jesus. What about Prophet Elijah? When he shout down with 80, 850 false prophets. <laughs> and remember, everything you do, it is not for you to expect people to say, oh, she's good. Oh, she prays for the people and, and she heals everybody. That is not God. That is from the enemy. I can pray for anyone. And if God chooses not to heal that person, there is nothing I can do. What about the prophet Daniel? Prophet Daniel's in the lion's den. Isn't God was exalted? and glorify why because nothing happened to him can you see yourself can you see yourself in the midst of a storm not having no choice because you know that it's going to take your house for you to speak and believe the word of God. And I believe this is the way God is going to put us in situations like that, that we will not have no choice, but just to speak what the word of God and believe. You might have a, 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 um, 
No, I'm going to ask you a question now. I want you to think about this one. As a person, you, as a person, me, and each one of us, do you think that you will be able to recognize those people that has been anointed, anointed with power and have been chosen by God? Can you will be able to recognize those people? One of the biggest problems we have is that we don't have discernment. But in this last day's anointing, I believe that maybe not everybody, but that the majority of the body of Christ that again is sold out to him will recognize those people that have been separated and they have been anointed in a special way to do the the job. I believe it. But I also believe that it will be very few the ones that will recognize people like this. I believe that the majority will see people, oh, ah, uh, yeah, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I know who she is. Yeah, she was the teacher. Oh, yeah, she was the social worker. It means that you have become familiar with that person and you will not be able to see the anointing that is in that person. And I want you to know that you need to expect things like that because, because of God anointing you with power, it does not mean that everyone is going to recognize you if they haven't been able to recognize jesus when he was walking the earth can you imagine it's the same people different season but it's the same people and one of the things that i want you to know is that we need to be very, very careful that when people don't recognize you as being chosen by God, that we will try to fight that to be recognized because that will be trouble for the person. Why trouble for the person? Because God didn't send us uh, with that anointing to make sure that everyone understood and know that I am anointed. And let me tell you, I have seen that some uh, in big churches, I have seen that. Oh, but I am anointed. Oh, but I am a prophet of God. Or, but no, 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 no. The Bible says that your gift will make room for you and take you to, um, to queens and kings. Okay, so when God gives you a, that power, that gift, you don't need to be recognized by anyone. 
because if people know that things are nice, you know, don't recognize the things that are happening with the all this COVID thing and they go and they put their arm and they get the shot and all of that. So how can you think that they are gonna that they are going to recognize what's going on at that time? No, they won't. But that is not your problem. Remember this. That is not your problem. Your problem is to be faithful to God because the enemy will use situations like that to make you prideful and start fighting. Don't you know that I am anointed by God? Listen, it might not sound good to you, but I have seen people that have called themselves anointed by God. When you are anointed by God, you don't need to tell anyone because the gift will make room for you. But there are people that say, oh, I am very anointed. The person has to say that he's anointed because honestly, that person is not anointed. Because if not, everyone should know that you are anointed. And anointing is only for the use in the kingdom of God. It's going to be used according to God's plan and purpose for our life. So I want you to start seeing yourself in a process of rejection, in a process and you say rejection, of course, you're gonna go through all of that. You're gonna be rejected. I will be rejected. Everybody's gonna be rejected because what God wants to take you is through a process of purification, a process of separation. Don't argue with God when God start taking you through this. He's gonna refine you. He's gonna purify you. He, you. He's gonna teach you how to live in holiness. Holiness is not something that you do one day. Holiness is a way of life. It is up to God to deposit that anointing and that power in to whomever he wants. Don't argue with anybody because people, I can see it, I can see it, I can see it, people coming and saying, who do you think you are? Uh, I was here before you uh, uh, because you see, that's the way it's going to be. I feel sorry because I tell you this, and this is just me, and God didn't say anything. This is me, my opinion, that when people start uh, fighting for things like that, they are in a very dangerous position because God can take you ahead of your time. So you don't 
bring any more problems into this earth. So don't fight anybody. Just whatever God tells you to do, you do. Do it with love, 100% unto God, and you will be rewarded. It's not about how big the assignment is. It is how much are you willing to obey God? Father, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you, Lord, because with things like that, you're purifying us. And we need a lot of perfection. We need to be perfected in you. Because we, our goal, it is not heaven, even though that is important. Our goal is that while we are on this earth, we can become more like you. We can be an example. We can love people the way you love people. We can help each other. We can pray together. We can labor together. As you have said, a kingdom community that is approaching, approaching quickly. And Father, I pray for everyone that is listening and those that will listen later, that their lives, Father, will be changed, that they will start thinking, changing their mindset, that yes, we have been called, we have been empowered, and we are in the process of becoming more like you, Jesus. That's our goal. I pray for everyone that is listening, Lord, that you will reveal this word to them, that we can no longer say, oh, but I am just this. Oh, but I can't do that. Oh, but I don't speak the language. Because as you told me, Answer it like that is a very prideful person. We need to be soldiers in your kingdom. And we always need to be ready to do what you call us to do. Not because we have power. The only power that we have is the one that comes from you. We are just instruments used by a mighty God, merciful God. Tonight, Father God, I bless everyone. Lord, give them an awesome week of blessings, peace, joy, and in the midst of any difficulties that they find themselves, that they can give you the glory and the honor. Those things that we don't understand, Lord, we just still say thank you, Lord. We don't understand, but we thank you. And like you said, we are going to be judging the world. Judging angels. And we can say, how can that be? But you will equip us because you're faithful. And you understand that without the Holy Spirit, we cannot move forward. Thank you, Father God, 
for every family that has been present, Lord. Lord, I speak peace and joy into their homes. Father, I speak unity into their homes because there's some homes that are represented here that there is no unity. And God is not only talking about unity uh, between two people, but the Lord says unity with me. Unity with God. There is no unity with God. Father, we want to become one with you. That's our desire. Forgive our sins, Father God. Please forgive us for anything we have done, anything that we have said, anything that we have thought, Lord, that it was not pleasing unto you. And tonight we say to you be the glory and to you be the honor. Thank you for equipping us and preparing us to be those generals in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Be blessed. Until next Friday, God bless. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, baptize us with the power of the Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, baptize us with the power of the Holy Ghost and fire. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. Our churches need the power of the Holy Ghost. This world needs the power of the Holy Ghost. America needs the power of the Holy Ghost. Our families need the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, baptize us with the power of the Holy Ghost and fire. Lord, baptize us with the power of the Holy Ghost and fire. We can't witness without the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. Multitudes can't be healed and delivered of the power of the Holy Ghost. There will be no holiness without the power of the Holy Ghost. There will be no peace or joy without the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, prophetic words come through the power of the Holy Ghost. Correction and direction comes from the power of the Holy Ghost. Revival needs the power of the Holy Ghost. 
baptize us with the power of the Holy Ghost and fire of the Holy Ghost. Lord, come now and baptize us with the power of the Holy Ghost and fire as we wait in your presence in humble adoration.